You're listening to Please Save Me. Please Save Me is the official recap podcast of Chicago Heroes, network TV's number one drama. Chicago Heroes is definitely a real TV show, but you won't find it in any TV guide. And if you don't watch it, that's that's your your problem. Please hold. A representative from the Jewelry Cigarette Company will be with you shortly. Feel free to vape while you wait. Hello, Jewelry Cigarette Company. Home of the Jewel Vaporizer System, the number one e-cigarette system selling to the 12 to 18-year-old demographic. You've reached the customer service line. This is Brian speaking. Okay, hey, Brian. Um, my name is Sarah, um, and you might know me because I won the How Do You Jewel contest uh, about a few weeks ago. Do you, are you familiar with the contest I'm talking about? I'm not Okay, well, I want it doing vape tricks and parkour at the same time. So I want your supply of Jewel, and I have a complaint. Oh, yes. I see you in our system now, Sarah Black. You're one of our uh, Jewel fluencers. Yeah, that's me. And I have, I am pissed. Okay, so how can I help you today, miss? Okay, well, Brian, here's the deal. I Jeweled too much at my sister's wedding, and it kind of blew up in my face. Um, I told my sister she shouldn't marry her fiancé. I'm sorry to hear that, Sarah. I'm always sorry to hear when one of our valued customers overindulges. Okay, but her fiancé's name is Brandrew, and I think that's fucked up. Do you agree? Brian, do you agree? I would have to agree. Brian? I would have to agree. Brian, do you agree? You agree? Uh, I'm primarily able to help with jewel and jewel-related matters regarding the use of our e-cigarette systems and our patent-pending vaporizer technology. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. I need you to... Okay, Sarah, excuse me. I'm going to go through a checklist here. Let me ask you a question. Uh, Sarah, how much jewel have you used today? Wait, can you measure it? Uh, yes, one jewel pod is equal to about 200 puffs of a cigarette, or okay. it contains the nicotine equivalent of an entire pack okay, of cigarettes. Okay, that explains a lot. I freaking jeweled all my year supply. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I freaking jeweled all of it. Oh, my. I can feel my blood in my veins. I'm sorry, Sarah. Just one moment. I'm going to have to get a supervisor. Uh, I need more jewels. I have strict orders to get a supervisor Brian. if I ever encounter a medical miracle. <laughs> Brian. At the Jewelry Cigarette Company, we value all of our customers, from the youngest child to the oldest bedridden cancer patient. Please hold. Did you know that the Jewel Vaporizer System has gotten hundreds of thousands of teenagers off cigarettes? Your call is important to us. Have you tried vaping our new flavors? Try an Apple Cinnamon Crush, Raspberry Cotton Candy, or Mountain Dew Code Red Jewel Pod today. Please hold. Gotta take a side. You know what makes me really sick to my stomach? What? It's watching you stuff your face with those hot dogs. If you see me coming, you better run because I'm gonna lay the fuck down. Nobody, I mean nobody, puts ketchup on a hot dog. Smells like courage. Hey there, hero heads, Uh, lions and tigers and bears, oh my, Uh, we had a few of those on the episode today, and uh, we are going to uh, talk about all the frights and delights that they brought you out there in uh, Viewerville. Uh, But right now, of course, we are in listener land, and I am here with my, I am uh, your, um, I am one of your hosts, uh, Ben, Flores, and I'm here with my illustrious co-host. Sarah Black, yabba dabba, how you doing? I'm doing well, Sarah. How are you? I'm good. I'm, uh, yeah, I, what, what, nep? I loved this one so much. It's hard to, it's hard to wrap my brain around the fact that we are like halfway through season one a little bit, just because it's like they have continued to top themselves every single episode. And it's like, how long can you keep up this momentum? Uh, must be kind of a bear to have to deal with all this pressure to just keep up the, 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 keep the, let, letting the good times Keeping the good times rolling. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let the good times roll is what they say. Um, 
It's the it's the Chicago Heroes slogan. Let the good times roll, and yeah. uh, they really do. Um, yeah, this episode I thought was probably best one yet. Yeah, I think uh, I'm really excited about this week's guest. So I think we should just introduce her. Uh, I'm gonna just have her explain a little bit her connection to the show, which is really really interesting and cool. Um, and so yeah, I'm just gonna turn it over to our guest, Matilda Jones. Hi, hello. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being Hi, Matilda, here. Of course, yeah. Um, do you want to explain uh, why you're here and like what it is that you do for in terms of like the Chicago Hero Verse? Yes, I would love to. Um, first of all, honored to be here. Um, <laughs> I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of the show. But you know, the real reason I'm here is because I'm actually incredibly um, connected to uh, Selena uh, Gomez, uh, to be specific. Serena <laughs> Sanchez, rookie cop. That's incredible. Um, you know, wow. Yeah. And we've been trying to get access to her for a while now, trying to get her on the show, trying to get any of the actors on the show. And so it's uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear somebody that's actually like spoken with her at one point. So um, how do you how do you know her? Well, it's kind of crazy. Um, I was actually, uh, so I've been a teacher for a very long time. Um, I'm actually a professional substitute teacher. Um, oh. And so I was Selena's um, middle school uh, substitute theater teacher. Ooh. Oh, that's the student has become the master. It seems. Yeah. Wow. Yes, definitely. <laughs> we are in the presence of a sensei. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. Please. <laughs> uh, we're both a little bit starstruck right now. Yeah, uh, I think that's safe to say. We, I um, we've been sending letters to Selena. They've been getting to return back to sender. Yeah. I guess maybe she changed her address a few times. I thought I found her number written on a piece of paper just on the ground, just and I picked ground. it up and I tried texting it, but it wasn't her. No. Wow. No. <laughs> Residual sweepstakes, and it's it seems like every time that we find these stars are always one step ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I actually think that started when she was twelve. I mean, she always had a grasp on words that no one, no other student had. You know what I mean? So she had like a really broad vocabulary on top mm-hmm. of being an ex- excellent actress, excellent singer. Uh, she does she dance? Um, you know, she's, I would consider her a strong mover. Yeah. Well, you can see in some of these choreographed, like, battle cop scenes that she, like, really gets the choreography. Yeah, you she's know, moving. I you would know. actually like I to... I don't know if there's a lot of rhythm, but she's definitely a good mover. And, you yeah. know, I actually, um, I helped, <laughs> I helped uh, do a little course on uh, some stage combat uh, at age 12 for Selena, so... Oh, wow. wow. You're going to have to teach uh, Ben and I how to stage combat later. Yeah, let's just say it all starts with Perry 1, Perry 2, and you're kind of, you know, home free. <laughs> <laughs> uh, could there yeah. be more Perry? <laughs> oh, that's good <laughs> um, man oh man so uh that's just a little sort of type of gag i picked up from sarah so um what i was wondering was you said that you're a professional substitute teacher so um I, you know i know when i was in school when we had substitutes usually they would be coming in for a day maybe yeah, a couple on days a video with in Spanish, but with English subtitles. Yeah, or usually Donald putting on du- a Spanish video with English subtitles. Or Donald Duck in Math Magic Land. Of course, yes. And I really try to push the boundaries of that because, um, you know, I don't want to come in and just turn on a flick, okay? I want to come in and I want to I want to really teach the kids. I want to help them hone their craft. And, you know, I believe that you know whether someone is a good actress or actor or, you know what, heck, just person. If, uh, you know, they come in and in the sixth grade, they have what it takes. That's how you know. Those yeah. kids must have really liked you. Yeah. Huh? Did you stay on top of the curriculum left behind by the teacher or were you? No, <laughs> I kind of, you know, I came in and I kind of did my own thing. You so know? can you do like a quick exercise that maybe like an acting, something, something that our listeners don't, don't have to see to believe, but sure, I would love they could see with their mind. I would yes. love to. Yes, um, this is a head come podcast. We could do a little bit of um, Meisner. Are you familiar with that? Uh, mm. Is that like method? Um, you could say that. <laughs> um, I don't know if I would technically describe it like that. Let's just try the exercise. Okay, okay? Great. let's okay. just jump right into it. Okay, so I want you two to look at each other in the eyes. Okay. Oh, fuck. Oh. So our if our if our viewers thing. if our viewers could just imagine you two you know looking in the eyes right now and everybody knows what we look like so yeah yep. you all know of course that for me this is um, it's hard for anybody not to look at my eyes because I had surgery that won't allow me to close them so wow um, and if you were naked everybody would notice that your butthole was sewn shut yeah so don't try to look at my third eye because it ain't there uh, okay 
Uh, anyway, sorry, go ahead, uh, Matilda, and talk us through this exercise. Yes, of course. So what I want you two to do is start with saying, I feel statements. So, and you're going to, you're going to do some repetition with that. So for instance, if Sarah says, I feel tired, you're going to repeat, I feel tired. But if he sounds a little different when he says that, then you can start to pick up on, you seem angry. And how do I win? You see, Meisner, Meisner didn't really want us to win. Okay. He wanted us to really, um, breathe and well and i think selena gomez is doing it wrong because she is winning out there every oh, single every week. Um, you know selena wasn't she wasn't really um a meisner artist i would say she was always more of a, a go-getter if you will so i think this is more What's of a, a go-getter exercise um would you prefer to do a go-getter no exercise? i want to do Meisner. no we'll do the meisner we're looking at each other yeah. so Might sarah well. let's start with you okay okay kick it off i feel tired i feel tired i feel tired I feel tired. 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 You seem frustrated. You seem frustrated. You seem frustrated. You seem frustrated. Sarah, does he still seem frustrated right now, or do you want to throw something else in there? You seem combative. 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 Okay, okay, okay. Great. That was that was great. Now, what did we get from that? That was a romp. Loved it. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling good. That's great. You know, actually, Meisner always said romp. Um, you can look it up. Okay, will do. Great. Uh, so, uh, how, so, um, so what's a go-getter exercise? There's some Linklater exercises that teach us. There's a little breathing technique where you use some, some vocalizations as well, where you go, ha-ha-ma, okay? And the person who can safely get there the loudest is the go-getter oh ah so she is a winner yes mm, and we did see a loud. lot of um yeah there was a lot of like uh she did she had that great moment where she turned right to the camera and did that silent scream in yes. tonight's episode yes yep and i i would like to believe that she was using the link later that matilda taught her that's <laughs> you gotta be it so you must it? have worked really closely with uh, with her yep so i was there um about three times uh in the sixth grade oh wow for her class so i was actually how long were the classes um they were about 48 minutes okay wow so that's uh like it's like like 130 minutes or something 150 minutes 150 minutes in class oh you would have been a wonderful student so you worked (laughs) with her for about 150 minutes that's correct, yes. Okay. But let me just clarify that most substitute teachers only get to come in once a year, okay? And because I bring my own curriculum, oh, the yeah. kids kept asking for me to come Familiar back. Familiar with that rule. Yeah. yeah, we didn't make the rules, but those are them. I just thought our substitute te- teachers never came back because we were so rowdy. You know, you might think that, but we actually, we really love what we do. You know, coming Sounds in like and... you do, for sure. Well, giving, giving a child another perspective. I mean, who could want anything else? You know what I mean? You're right. You're right. Cool. Um, well, how about we get into the, uh, as Sarah was, was saying, how about we get into tonight's... I was saying that, Ben. ...episode? Yep. Um, so this episode title, Concrete Jungle. Again, one of those episode titles that kind of unravels itself when you start to really think about it, when the plot starts unraveling as well. Um, so uh, if you could guess by the word jungle, they're at the zoo, the Chicago Zoo in this episode. And uh, I think this is one of those ripped from the headlines episodes. We've seen a couple of them already. Uh, But there is a big controversy at the Chicago Zoo um, because they discover in the very beginning, it's kind of like people milling about, people having a fun time, eating ice cream, drinking lemonade. Well, the whole squad is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole Chicago Heroes squad is like having zoo day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're making those like um, smashed pennies where they have like the logo of Chicago Zoo on it. And they're getting those like rubber um, rhinoceroses that come out and they're still really hot and they're like made of wax. And then you're like... And then it turns into just like a, a wax rhino that you have as like a souvenir. And they're all walking around having a great time, eating ice cream, drinking lemonade, uh, getting those smash pennies, getting those wax figurines. Just for classic zoo day. Yes, classic if you zoo could, day. If you've done it on a zoo day, one of those great zoo days that you've had as a child, they were doing it in this episode. And I really like how they made them look like regular people. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they like just in their, their in natural their, habitat, right. if you will. Oh. Ooh. 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 In, their, in their just everyday clothes. They're putting yeah. on sunscreen. Yes. You know, and that, they're that wearing all... big brimmed hats. Well, Selena's always, Serena's always wearing her big brimmed hat. Big brimmed hat. Sort of like um, the man in the yellow hat from 
um, Curious George, Curious George, which is a monkey, which is also in the zoo. Um, and so they're all milling about. We see mm-hmm. about two or three minutes of this. There's just music playing over it. It's silent, but you're just seeing like kind of a month. And I love the score. The score is gorgeous. <laughs> the score is gorgeous. Um, <laughs> and you just see a montage of them doing all these things and having all this fun. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you hear a blood curdling scream just cut through that music. And they all kind of rush to where the scream is coming from. And it's the panda pit. And there is a young boy uh, lying dead in the panda pit. Yeah, absolutely mauled to a crisp. Um, just You know what? I've, I've never seen a crispy mall before. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I've seen crispy bangs at a mall in the 80s. <laughs> Heck, I've seen crispy bacon at a mall, <laughs> you know? I've seen crispy rock salt on a pretzel at the Auntie Anne's at the mall. Um, Auntie Anne's. Auntie Anne's. Yeah, we have uh, we had a Where knock- are you from? Uh, I'm from, um, I'm just from a small town where we had, a, we all the stores in our mall were knockoff. Um, oh, so it was an Auntie Anne's, not yeah, an Auntie Anne's. Yeah, we had an Auntie Anne's, we had an Orange Julian, um, we had a uh, Clara's where you could go get your ears pierced, but they would only do the top part. Um, the top part of What, what does that ear? mean? The yeah, top the, part. the upper, you know, the upper lobe. The cartilage? Yeah, the, the cartilage. upper lobe. Or, I don't know what it's called. They the call, they it's a cartilage. Call it, they always call it the upper lobe. Uh, <laughs> that's what they would all say at Clara's. Oh, okay. Um, the upper lobe. Yeah, we had a... Um, Gotta go to the upper level to get your upper lobe pierced. Yeah. Um, we had a J.C. Nichols. Uh, wow. Sounds like a, a great life. Yeah, great childhood. Um, and has not affected who he is as an adult at all. So anyway, you find the mauled boy in the panda pit, and everybody kind of just jumps into action, you know. Um, Colton jumps over the fence and starts trying to, like, revive the boy. Obviously, I it's couldn't believe futile, that. and mm-hmm. uh, Serena and Samantha both kind of just start putting up those, uh, the, the yellow tape, do not cross, uh, just getting people out of the mm-hmm. way, but everybody's freaking out. Everybody's kind of uh, stampeding around each other. Everybody's just trying to like get uh, get down to the bottom of this, and like everybody's like picking up their children and running out with them. It and really made you think. It really made you. It makes it you think. Sort of th- yeah, it's like you're at a zoo. You're having fun, you know. And the people are the animals. The- Exactly. exactly. Yes. It's like, you're afraid of that lion. You shouldn't be. You should be afraid of the man to your left. And they really like, I like how sometimes when there's a theme like that, what they'll do is they'll say like, okay, you didn't get this theme. We're going to like, we're going to hammer it home. Yeah. For we're you. shoving this. So down they had throats. all the, um, they had all the people's faces kind of do a 3D morph into animal faces with fur and everything as they were scrambling out of the zoo. It's like that scene in Mean Girls where they're like all the big cats mauling each other in the mall, but it might have been, been better. Straight, yeah, I mean, it might have just been clipped from that. Oh, that's why they were all wearing like really outdated, um, like really short ruffle skirts. Yeah, and Lindsay Lohan was in it now that I think about it. Yeah, and she didn't look bad, so you, it must have been an old clip. Wow, I love it. Bold choice. Great choice. Such a bold choice. And the makeup in that scene was, oh, it was yeah. incredible. We actually had the makeup artist's um, son on the uh, one of our first episodes, Neil Terry, and uh, got a little bit of an insight into like yeah. his mother's kind of um, like work ethic and all of her kind of tools of the trade. And uh, yeah, it, it really showed this episode. And then at that point, though, um, we so that kind of turns into greater public outrage yeah. for like everybody out there in Chicago land. Well, and then everybody in the entire universe jumps on Twitter to try to like assert their opinion on it. And it's like, you don't even know you weren't even there. Everybody's posting. Everybody's sharing. Everybody's every, got a take. Everyone has a take. And that take was basically from every single person was put down the panda. Put down the panda. That was the hashtag. Uh, Hashtag put down the panda was trending. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I like to believe that um, Selena had something to do with the writing of this episode because um, she's a huge uh, animal advocate. And um, so she would definitely want that panda to be put down. No, opposite, actually. Um, oh, I think that she would want to fight for that panda's life. Oh. And um, she's she's a vegetarian. She doesn't eat meat. Um, oh. So, you know, I think that's a huge point later on. in the Yeah, episode I don't eat when, panda either. Well, <laughs> I would hope not. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of an interesting, if not on the nose choice to have Panda by designer playing uh, under this whole scene. I was kind of like, ah, on any other show, this wouldn't quite work, but somehow here it does. Yeah. And the Panda Express product placement too was just, uh, I would say front and center. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, literally, it was it was front literally and front and center. There was a Panda Express at the Chicago Zoo right outside the And Panda it was pit. in focus while all the action. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was in focus. <laughs> it was like out of focus a little bit. At first, I thought that it was a mistake. And then I was like, okay, this show doesn't make mistakes. Right. What's going on here? And I was like, oh, they, it's sort of is commentary. It's yes. like, the, like, even like, while one thing is happening, something else is also happening. And I think that sh- that this show is really good at that. You oh know what my I mean? Gosh, I think yeah. they're really good at pulling out those little details and being like, if you didn't think about it this way, think about it this way. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. And that's what they're always doing. Um, so then I think another, like a little bit of a cool choice that they made was um, after all this kind of hubbub pers- goes on for a while and Serena Sanchez is kind of in at her desk um, and she's, you know, doing the thing that police always do where they're like connecting pictures with like red string and like, you know, pointing at things and like saying what those things are. And she was kind of doing that. And um, underneath that whole scene, uh, Psycho Killer by uh, Talking Heads was playing, uh, which is really cool because then it transitioned. It's the same baseline. It transitioned into uh, Selena Gomez's Bad Liar, which they've already used in the show, but they use it again here because the whole reveal is that the panda didn't kill the kid. Yeah. And she- she had one of those great moments where, I mean, it's actually interesting you say that she's a vegetarian. Well, that's what I was going to say is I think that she self-reflected, okay? She self-reflected in that moment and she was like, why not put a little bit of myself in this character right now? And she probably realized, heck, this panda's a vegetarian just like me. And that's one of those great things that we've heard that the directors will do in this show is they'll withhold script from the actor and they'll say, all right, here it wasn't the panda. They'll say like a plot point. They'll be like, it wasn't the panda. You figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that really, um, it really is, it really just brings to light Selena's talent as an actress. You know, I think a lot of people see her as this um, previous Disney Channel star and, you know, she she should be taken seriously. She's yeah. incredible. I mean... <laughs> She she just really since she was twelve years old, I'm gonna get emotional about it. She's like, she's really had it, you know, from the beginning. And yeah, have you talked to her since you taught her? Um, I've sent letters. Um, oh, okay. And uh, she actually um, mailed me uh, a postcard. Uh, it was her agent, not her. Um, I was able to I was able to send it to her agent's office, but uh, it had her little signature on it, and uh, she oh, said thank you. Cute. So yeah, we have one of those too. Yeah. Yeah, we got a whole mess of those. <clears throat> yeah, one or two. But Auto. she thinks about me all the time. I mean, come on, you don't you don't always well, pay your teachers respect, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. but you think about them. You know, you, the influence is there. You yes. feel really connected to that person, but you know, you yeah. you fall you fall apart from friendships as you get older. I think that you know, it that's kind of just what this was as well. Yeah, and the Meisner thing actually is interesting because um, when she was trying to figure out who the killer was, and she uh, looked she looked down at her lunch on her desk, and she goes. I'm vegetarian. And, and then, then the sandwich said, you're, you're a vegetarian. vegetarian. And then the picture of the panda on the wall kind of animated, like sort of like the newspapers do in like Harry Potter and stuff and goes, you're vegetarian or I'm, I'm sorry, I'm vegetarian. And then she looked at the panda and it was just kind of like, and she was like, I'm um, vegetarian. vegetarian. And then she's like, you're a genius. Selena is what she said to herself. And then the sandwich and the panda uh, responded back. You're a genius. And what a scene. It was uh, it was a great scene. I would be surprised if it didn't win an Oscar this year. Um, it was really I love when, when TV shows win Oscars. I We're really pulling for this one mm-hmm. um, to, to win this year. Um, where would you say that you saw, where did you see yourself the most in, your influence the most in Selena in this episode? I think um, when she um, took a breath before eating her sandwich mm. uh, that was when i was like I, went, I taught her that ha <laughs> yeah when she did that she went yum yeah it was something like that and it was really clear to me that she really picked up what i was putting down if you yeah will, you yeah. know so now I, that I've seen it, like it didn't make sense in the context of the episode at all. Couldn't not, figure it out. It yeah, was could not yeah. figure it out. And but you know, now and I'm I, like, oh, got it. And it's like, I don't need to talk to Selena, okay? Because she's playing tribute to me. She's playing tribute. I'm paying tribute to me. She's playing tribute. In all of her episodes. She's playing in a tribute band to you. Yes. She loves me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
Is that her picture in your locket there? It is. Um, it's a. It's a magazine clipping of her face. Um, That's a I, big locket. <laughs> what does that weigh? One, two pounds? It's actually four. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah I that's was why say, I, that takes up most of yeah. your sternum. And I area. use a rope cord, actually. <laughs> okay, yeah, I can you know? see that. Yeah. yeah. And I is think, that a ship rope? <laughs> it's a ship rope, yes. Yeah. And you know, I think it's fun because it seems like something you would get at a vintage store, mm-hmm. but I actually made it myself. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah, it's funny you say that it seems like something you get at a vintage store because I. It's it actually looks pretty shitty. I would say, I wouldn't um, think. Ben, sorry, you're being combative. I'm sorry. Sounds like someone's a little jealous that he doesn't have Serena around his neck. You know what I mean? <laughs> and is that? It looks like it's a picture of her from with her. Is she with someone else there? It's hard to tell. Because oh, it's her of the co- co-star from Wizards of Waverly Place. Oh, yep, right. That's it was just correct. hard to tell yep. that the X is through the eyes of yeah, all the other people. It was in a Teen Vogue magazine. Um, and, you know, when she first got on that show, I, I really followed it closely uh-huh. um, because that was kind of that was kind of the, the biggest thing she had done yet. You know, apart from, well, of course, she was on Barney, as we all know, when she was young. And um, yeah. so she kind of already came into your classes with a little bit of she had knowledge. foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She definitely already knew what she wanted in life. And I think that Barney really taught her that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, because when they were cleaning up the scene in this episode, they all did their share. And, um, you know, they each took a piece of that mauled little boy. And they, I like to think that Selena was like, clean up, clean up, everybody, everywhere. Yeah, I mean, you'd like to think it. And she was like that. And, and she so, was. Yeah, she was. Uh, and... I'm I'm blown away week in week out at the song rights that they get for these episodes. Yeah, it's absolutely wild. Those are, that's got to be a million dollar clip, million dollar song, uh, and it was a million dollar scene. Well, um, they have million, million dollar, dollar stars. They had the million dollar baby was in this episode. Um, Charlize Theron <laughs> and <laughs> million dollar monster. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, wasn't that Hillary Swank? You're being combative. I think you're thinking... Charlize Theron was her stand-in for that movie, so I just kind of think of them. Oh, yeah. So I forgot she got her start as a stand-in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something you don't know about me and Ben is that we are, like, really, really intricately familiar with, like, how movies and television are made, and we're very obsessed with, like, who the stand-ins are for things. And Wow. Yeah. So, like... Because there's a stand-in for every character on the show. Even the pandas have stand-ins, and they're usually mocap artists, like... um, some of the people we've talked to in the past and um, a lot of people just wearing um, ping pong balls and a green suit and uh, sometimes they're famous and sometimes they're not. Me and Sarah, we're the kind of people that buy a record and we turn it straight to the B-side. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, give us a book. Uh, I'm not going to read the book. I'm going to turn to the appendix. I want to know the behind the scenes. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I always want annotations. Yeah. Yeah. Give me the annotations. I always root for the underdog. You know, I mean, I'm a substitute teacher. Okay. Yeah. So all I read in infinite jest were the footnotes. Just the footnote. We got a footnote only version uh, that we did in our book club. Yeah. You would have been in a little bit of trouble with me if I was your teacher. <laughs> uh, yeah. Would you have spanked me with a yardstick? Excuse me? You're being combative. So. So sorry. <laughs> so um, are you still teaching? Um, yes, I teach about um, once a month. Any other famous kids that you have seen? Um, yes, actually. Um, there was a, a small little girl um, who I taught. <laughs> okay. She how was, small? <laughs> yeah, how little? Well, she's actually, um, she was actually in um, Hereditary, the movie. She plays, um, well, I don't want to give anything away, but she plays the daughter the in the girl film. in the movie? Yeah, she's yeah. pretty small. Um, and Very little. Yeah, but she's got a big heart and um I stepped into her class for about 15 minutes just to watch over the room um when another teacher had to leave so I like to say I taught her you know I yeah. mean I I gave a few lectures I said a few things yeah um one time I ate tacos next to Nick Kroll at a taco place and I like to think that that means we had lunch together I like to say that you did have lunch with Nick Kroll that's what I'm saying yeah great great we're on the same page yeah perfect you guys are being agreeable um so it sounds like if you have so many brushes with fame, are you, where are you teaching at? Are you, I'm not positive I can disclose that information. Okay. Um, I mean, is your shirt possibly any indicator? Yeah, the shirt, it has a logo on it. Yeah. It's like sort of an Ivy League looking thing. It says Hollywood Hills. That's, that's Academy. it. Hollywood Hills, that's yeah, it, Academy. So you 
Yeah. Okay. We know it's making sense now. Yeah. This yeah. Is all it makes clicking. sense why you would be connecting with so many, uh, so many of these stars. The children of the stars. Stars Junior. Yeah. Stars uh, Junior. You know, not not everyone um, goes to Hollywood Hills. You would think <laughs> that it. you would think that um, you know, someone like mm, no, everybody does go there. That's why it's called Hollywood Hills. That's it. <laughs> That's all there Academy. is. Are you okay? Uh, name one person who doesn't go there. I think you were about to uh, try. <laughs> Um, Meryl Streep's daughter. Okay. They're all old. Yeah, she's an adult woman. Yeah, okay, you'd be surprised. I've taught 30-year-olds in 12th grade. So a real Billy Madison kind of thing? You're right, and I can't tell you who. Adam Is it Sandler? Adam Sandler? <laughs> was it Adam Sandler? It was Adam Sandler. He never finished high school. So, so it's pretty cool when Serena figures out that uh, pandas are vegetarian and that that like therefore the panda couldn't be the killer but then of course is when the real mystery and intrigue starts it's like okay well if if the panda's not the killer then who is and you know i think that goes back to the whole shoving it down your throat theme that they were going with before i think i think the killer is all of us yeah the show does force us to consider that this episode it yeah. made us think are we complicit here yeah yeah are we complicit are we complicit in this because of the way that we crave sensational media and that we have created the 24-hour yeah. news cycle. Yeah. The whole episode was, of course, shot in a news, like sort of a um, a hard copy news broadcast kind of a format. Yes. Um, like 60 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Or like hard copy. Um, and it was... <laughs> yeah, like 60 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It was a hard copy sort of style news format, exactly like 60 minutes. Uh I don't know what hard copy is. It's a, uh, oh, hard copy. Yeah, it's a news show, like 60 Minutes. Oh. Um, <laughs> I loved that part where she said, uh, where the, um, with the ticking clock ticking down. Yeah, exactly. And where, when she starts, when she finally does track down the killer, he, like, he says, people want somebody to love, but they also want somebody to hate. Uh, which I thought was a great line. Yeah, that was great. Straight from I, Tanya. Um, it was good. Yeah, another ripped from the headlines kind of aspect to this whole thing. They have so many um, They have so many copyright laws that they don't have to follow on this show. And I think that's what's really great. <laughs> but yeah. here's the thing. We have to follow copyright laws oh, on and this show. We've been burned. Yeah, we've absolutely been burned. Sorry, sorry about the the kind of state of our uh, studio. It's obviously full of cease and desist letters. Yeah. Just They're everywhere. They're papering the walls of this trailer. Yeah. You know, that's why I wore the t-shirt I wore here today so that you could see it and not have to ask about it. Oh. It's a copyright thing we're dealing with at Hollywood Hills, so. Oh, it's a- Is to talk about stuff? <laughs> mm-hmm. We're not getting a lot of um, traffic for our school. You would think that we would because it's Hollywood Hills, <laughs> but we don't. But it's um, way up there in the hills. It's hidden. Not a lot of exactly. traffic up there. Not a lot of traffic, but one road there's, in, one road but out. But there's twists, there's turns, <laughs> kind of like this episode. Yeah, I mean, and one of the twists and turns of this episode was um, she she uses that classic detective technique of following the money. Yes. I also love the moment when she licked her finger and stuck it up to the wind to try to figure out where the killer was. Yes, 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 yes. She, she just has all this, like, she has all this technical know-how and she has all of this police training, but she also has all of this kind of, like, woman of the wild, sort of, like, she has the street smarts and she has the book smarts and she also has kind of, she is of the earth. She is so connected to the world. Um, you know, and she was cast in a lot of jungle-themed plays uh, growing up when she was in middle school. So I like to think that a lot of that comes from, you know, her own personal experience. Oh. Like I said, I think tying it all back... Did you direct any of them, or...? I did direct Jungle Book at a different school. Oh, okay. So she wasn't in it. No, but I, I heard from um, the teacher who, uh, you know, actually did teach for her. Uh, Beth was her name. I, I wasn't kind of, you know, we were we were chatting back and forth because, you know, I was helping her out with her lesson plans, not following them exactly, giving the kids my own kind of juge. And I think what's really, um, I think what's really important here is Beth and I had a really close relationship and, you know, she had that close relationship with Selena. So really, we're like two degrees away. Um, from that really big closeness that I think a lot of substitutes try to have with their students. So. Why wasn't Beth able to make it to school? Um, I'm not sure if I should say. Okay, but it's written on your hat. 
Yeah, your hat says I poisoned Miss Beth. And it has quotes around it. And it's attributed to me. Not me, Ben. It says me. Yeah. You know, um... And then in parentheses it says, this hat is really true. And um, on my underwear it says... I yeah, we should share with our listeners that you are wearing no pants and just underwear. I was going to um, Donald Duck it here, but I decided better not. Yeah, thank you. Anyway, um, I did kill Beth. Your flesh tone underwear. You killed Beth? And well, then you only subbed for three days? Was it three days? Did you enact your plan three days away from the end of the school year? Uh, well, no. Um, <laughs> I, I came up with my plan um, about halfway through second semester okay um which you know at this middle school we did semesters were you um, arrested or like yeah is, it's not weird to do semesters uh go on sir were you arrested or like uh are we uncovering a crime on this podcast like i does anyone um listen to this from um no nobody listens oh, no. to this no nobody see i thought this was a safe space so i just figured you know yeah, no, no, no. We wear it loud and proud. Yeah, which is why yeah, I a lot literally of wore it. Do get that confused because our doorknob looks like a uh, a vault uh, dial. Yeah, uh, and you have to unlock a combination to get into the trailer, but it yeah. is technically not a safe space. Right, and I I know you're kind of like looking around here a little bit uncomfortably, but the cameras that are all around the room or all around the trailer, um, we don't necessarily take video of everything. Yeah, so like not, not everything. We mostly use those to impersonate camera people to try to get onto set. Yeah, that's what those are for. I didn't kill Beth. Okay, but you're wearing a hat. Yeah, you just flipped your hat around to be facing backwards, and the back of it says, I killed Beth no matter what I say. <laughs> yeah. Don't let me convince you otherwise. Dot com. I don't have any friends. And then you have knuckle tats. That just say, kill Beth. Again, um, I don't have any friends to confess to. I figured this was the best way to kind of um, own I'm my sorry. truth. You so did say earlier that friendships fail and fall. And yeah. I notice a lot of faded sort of tan, tan line type things of missing friendship rings all over your hands. Yeah, and you know, I think that when you have a true friend, you wear a ring. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so we're going to turn you over to the authorities, but let's finish up this recap. Yeah. Please don't. <laughs> I, I, well, I promise. How about, tell you what, how about we discuss that off air? We're just going to go very quickly to a uh, sponsor um, and then we'll revisit and we'll wrap up for any of those listeners out there in listener land who maybe didn't catch the episode yet. We'll do the big reveal of who the killer was, uh, but we'll just take a moment to uh, hear from our sponsors. I didn't kill Beth. Hey, Hero Heads. Thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, Today's sponsor, as always, is you. Give us a rating and a review on iTunes if you are loving what you're hearing. If you don't love it, don't even think about doing it. Thanks. Back to the app. So, guys, uh, before we get to who the killer was, I really want to talk about the B-plot here because I think that's a little bit important as well. So I think um, in the beginning montage where everybody's at the zoo before all hell breaks loose, um, we're seeing... Uh, Colton and Dylan kind of split screen like off at different parts of the zoo and they're just kind of mindlessly like swiping through Tinder um, uh, both like around the same time and trying it's just it's clear that they're more concerned with finding love than you know taking a look at whatever animal they're in front of Um, and we see at the same time on the split screen they both swipe right on the same woman and they both match with the same woman at the same time which is uh, you know, uh, you, you can already feel the tension building. Yeah, I mean, it was a real classic rom-com meet cute. Uh, in this case, you might call it a threet cute. You could. Uh, because there were three of them, uh, Dylan Colton and... Uh, uh, Trinity, played by Connie Britton. <laughs> yeah, and Trinity, played by Connie Britton, who was in... Uh, um, I assume they gave her that character name because she had all she had that leather trench coat on and the short cropped dyed black hair, and um, she was doing a lot of kind of bullet time <laughs> bends, uh, kind of action sequence bends. Oh, is this um, from the movie? Just like, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So I guess that's why I, w- I was assuming that was just one of those references I picked up on. Maybe not you so much. Like sometimes you pick up on things that I don't. Yeah, 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 and that's why we do this together. Yeah. Um, to uh, 
two in love can make it. Take my heart and please don't break it is what we always say. Yes. Um, and that was what had to happen in this episode because only two in love can make it. Yeah. But both of them matched with Connie Britton. Yeah. And so they both started messaging with her too. You can see them kind of like using almost the exact same lines like when they're opening up their messages with her because they're twins. So it's like, you know, they like kind of share one brain and they're messaging with her and she's kind of being flirtatious back and they're like, hey, this sounds kind of crazy, but would you want to just come to the zoo and hang out? So she ends up there um, like right before the the dead boy is found. So they kind of all get swept up into this whole thing and they're all kind of like not focused on the love triangle at hand because they're focused on saving lives, obviously, because they're heroes. Um, so she just kind of like stands by and like watches them both like do their jobs and she gets really turned on by both of them. And, uh, and then at the end, after we find out who the killer is, all this stuff, we kind of just like jump cut to somewhere else seeing them walking through having romantic kind of like a romantic montage yeah yeah but it's both of them with her and then at the end of it she's just kind of like guys i had a great time but uh you know she can't choose between the two of them and do you think she knew who was who that's my biggest thing uh i don't think so i mean they weren't in uniform this episode yeah um so they were both so hot they're both really hot they had just got matching haircuts. They were both wearing matching um, everything, basically. Yeah, and it was interesting. We didn't get a ton of, like, exposition around, like, why the breakup happened. But I think we'll get to later why that is. Yeah, we have an upcoming segment where maybe we'll get a little bit of a uh, a look in inside, um, inside the scoop, inside the story and find out maybe some of that stuff. Um, yeah. But I just love a good romantic montage. Yes, you know? me too. And I'm getting a little bit annoyed because Samantha and Mark are never going to freaking kiss on this show. So it's like, I got to take it where I can get it. Yeah. You, you got it. You got to get it where you can. And in this case, we got it in kind of romantic walks along the Chicago river playing with, um, dogs. When they did the bat, the badminton, um, Oh, exercise. yeah, on the Chicago beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they went out and played Batman on the Chicago beach. Looking out over the Chicago Tower. Eating a worm together. They did a three-way Chicago worm where they each had the end of the worm in their mouth and then they all like kind of slurped the it up like Lady in the Tramp. And that's actually, you know, I think... I really love that they, um, you know, had a little Chicago shout out in there with the the three way worm that we have only in Chicago. Found yes, in, found in Lake Michigan, only on the Chicago border. So yeah, I on think the that's Chicago Beach. Yes, I think that was really that was really special. I think they do a good job of um, maintaining like Chicago history. Chicago, yeah, the like, authenticity of Chicago. Yeah, they're is, very precious about it, which is good. Yeah, I mean they 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 they, they, they think global, but they act local on this show for sure. <laughs> Um, and we got them uh, in the Chicago Chicago chocolate shop, and of course sipping down a hot cup of Chicago chowder. Yeah, um, at Sullivan. So I loved that. And then, uh, but then, yeah, it did just kind of trail off to where it was a little. It was almost like a cliffhanger. It, it was, was almost like, like it was too good to be true. Yeah, she was just kind of like, I've had a lot of fun, but I have something to say. Cut to. <laughs> Cut back to the A story. Yep. Yeah. Cut back to the A story, and then we finished up with the A story. Yeah. Do you want to get into that? Do you want to? Do you want to reveal the killer? I mean, yeah, spoiler I mean, alert: if you haven't watched the episode yet, though, I don't know why you'd be listening. I to can't this. imagine why you would listen to this if you haven't watched the episode. I get can't out, imagine why you would listen to this. Yeah. I mean, get out there and and watch. What are you doing? You do do dum dum head. Uh, get out there and 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 watch the Personally, episode. Personally, um, I have a confession. <laughs> I um, I actually watch the show after I listen to your podcast. Why? Theater has always taught me that you know the ending when you're in the play. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what's going to happen mm-hmm. in the end, but you still have to act it out. Mm. And so it's like, I can know what happens in the end, but I still have to live that out. So you believe there are no spoilers? Correct. I don't believe in spoilers. Well, I'm really glad to hear that um, because we try to make it a worthwhile listen. If you have seen the show, we don't. we don't think of the... And we don't think of having seen the end of the show as a spoiler for our podcast, right? So I like that you don't think of the end of our podcast as a spoiler for the show. I don't um, like to think about spoilers. I think it's a, I think it's a dark word. It's the idea that you could spoil a writer's work just by saying what's in it is frankly offensive um, to, and to the writer. Spoil is just kind of like a gross word to say. Spoil. 
Yeah. Spoil. Spoil. Well, spoil. in this case, Serena uh, Sanchez spoil. spoils the plot of the killer by following the money and uh, finding that, in fact, it was not the panda, but it was the uh, the owner of the zoo. Um, in a dr- very dramatic turn by Brendan Gleeson, um, yeah. n- known for roles such as Mad-Eye Moody uh, and the uh, the old assassin in In Bruges, playing opposite the uh, great Colin Farrell. Um, and he did it to try to drum up pl- publicity for the, for the zoo, try to yeah. get people into the zoo. Mm-hmm. Um, really just a nefarious guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Nosferatu. Y- yeah, and she... Um, yeah, she corners him in the uh, dark storage shed of the zoo at night, and he is <laughs> does have his arms. He is wearing a cloak, and he has his arms crossed, and he's standing up inside of a locker. And I love when she said, "You seem sneaky." <laughs> yeah, and he says, said, <laughs> "And he said, you seem sneaky." And then she said, "You, you seem, seem sneaky." These, it's these moments that really frighten delight. And I don't know if that moment would have been there if it wasn't for me. I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah nobody else teaches Meisner. I didn't kill Beth. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so it was very spooky, very scary, frights and delights, uh, tricks and treats all around, and uh, it just kind of ends ends with her cuffing him, grabbing him out of there, and Samantha comes to help, and uh, they're they're just like dragging him away, and he's like, I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you meddling police officers. and then he just kind of, they do the classic thing where he gets shoved into the police car with his head, like they push his head in first and then the rest of his body. And Samantha's reading him his Miranda rights. And uh, that's kind of the last thing we see. Yeah. I mean, except for that one last, last shot, that classic kind of, because, you know, the other classic thing that happens when they shove that person into the cop car, right? And they think, okay, I'm going to jail. At least I'll be safe there. And then the person who looks like a police officer and turns around and smiles at him is the panda. Oh, Yeah. And he, we get that kind of like he 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 bangs he bangs with his cuffed hands on the window. Yeah. Like, let me out! No, let me no, out! No! 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 I mean, have you ever heard of a twisty tie? Because I think that this show is the epitome of a twisty tie. You're right. You're you, right. When you're right, you're right, and you're right. The, uh, so, so actually, that brings us to uh, a segment that we we always love to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really looking forward to doing it this time, mm-hmm. um, just like always, and uh, excited to uh, get to it because... Um, I don't want to say that this show has loose ends because that would be a negative. Yes, loose ends sink ships. Yeah, but um, what it does have is it has a surplus of the of the goods of the good times. Yes, right? let um, the good times roll. Yeah, they let the good times roll, and sometimes they roll a little too long, and um, they have to uh, cut some stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna get to this next segment um, right now. This segment is called Cut for Time. It's just as the old saying goes, every star gets their moment to shine, but unfortunately some of them are cut for time. (laughs) We'll be hearing some clips that were uh, from this episode of the show and that were uh, left on the cutting room floor, uh, but that does not mean that they uh, didn't deserve to be up there and out there on the small screen. Uh, So we're going to get to hear these clips, uh, and first we're going to be hearing a clip from uh, Brendan Gleeson in his turn as the nefarious owner of the zoo uh, in a speech that he gave uh, that got uh, cut out of the show. All these teenagers these days, they just want their iPads and their iPods. They want to play on their apps, stay at home streaming Fortnite. They'd rather behave like a bunch of animals on the internet than come see the animals in the natural splendor of the zoo. Nobody goes to the zoo anymore. They'd rather look at a picture of a dog or a kitty cat on Twitter 
or Facebook or Snapchat, then come see a real dog or a real big cat out in the zoo. I've made my living but it's time for my life to be over. I did this to scare the people. I did this to shock them. Sometimes the people need a shock to know what's good for them. So yeah, yeah, I guess I did kill that kid. But what does it matter? He would have grown up in a world that don't care about him anyway. So take me away. Yes, and right after that is when um, Serena Sanchez did her whole you seem sneaky little back and forth with him. So um, I think obviously they kept the more important part. (laughs) I mean, it was super perceptive on her part to say you seem sneaky after he said all that stuff because it was really very sneaky, sneaky stuff. Yeah. Um, But of course, the way it played in the actual episode was she opened up the locker. You know, and I think they, they leaned heavily into that Meisner side of things in the show because, you know, him delivering that monologue before she says, you seem sneaky, you know, he he does seem sneaky when he's talking, but she uses a little bit extra of her detective work looking at him standing there, not getting that monologue and saying, you seem sneaky. Yeah, because the director probably didn't give her the script for his monologue. So it's the right. first time that she's hearing it. Right, And right. she's just thinking, okay, what does he seem like? He seems sneaky. sneaky. Yeah. What a thrill. And we have another monologue here that was uh, left on the cutting room floor this episode. Uh, this one was from uh, Jogan Paul, who is, of course, the younger sister of uh, prominent YouTubers Jake and Logan Paul. Uh, and she's a little bit of a YouTuber herself. And uh, in the episode, um, she's talking to her YouTube channel about the, um, the pantroversy, the, uh, as it comes to be known, the controversy surrounding this panda. Uh, so let's uh, hear a little bit of this clip. Hey fans, if this is Jogan, um, I know a lot of you have been asking me to weigh in on this issue and um, the pandemonium that's kind of broken out at the Chicago Zoo, um, so to speak. <laughs> anyway, um, I... I have to say that I have a lot of opinions about this as a kid who is like just barely a little bit older than the kid who died. And I know all my fans are a little bit younger than me um, or my age. And I just can't imagine that happening to any of us. I want to keep us all on the playgrounds. I want to keep us doing finished fidget spinners. And I want to keep us jeweling. And I want to keep us, you know, being online and doing fine and using hashtags and trending. And um, so in the spirit of that, I think we have to put this panda down. Um, I... We gotta just do it. Um, and okay, so if we do it, I'm gonna put out a video of me doing 50 backflips in a row over a swamp full of alligators. And I swear to God, I'll do it and then I'll make it into a vine. If you guys are with me, if you guys wanna put the panda down, use the hashtag, put the panda down on social, use it on Vine, use it on Xbox, use it on Snapchat. And um, I used a petition at my school to try to get the panda put down, and I got um, 90 signatures before I got taken to the office, and they had to tell me that um, the, the, uh, the, the, the way I wanted the panda put, be put down was way too violent, and that's why they had to take my petition away. But I put it on change.org, it's a little bit more vague, and I can't say exactly how I think the panda should be put down. Down because it violates YouTube's terms of service, and I don't want to do that yet again. So I, I can't get, um, I can't get my videos taken down. I can't get my channel canceled even one more time. Um, so. If you go to change.org and check out the petition, please sign it. I have a link right up here. Um, just click up here if you want to see it and go to it. And um, I'm hoping I can get 900,000 signatures so I can send it to the Chicago Zoo so that we can get um, that panda taken down. So in the meantime, though, make sure you, your voice is heard. Put it on your Twitter. Put it on your Facebook. Put it on your Xbox. Put it on your PlayStation. Um, and... we'll get this panda taken down Um, I know we can do it because we are Jogan's army Um, I love you guys so much check back uh, next week for Tuesday when I consume four Domino's pizzas and then uh, throw them all back up through my butt And that was a little clip from Jogan Paul, uh, the famous YouTuber, uh, younger sister to Jake and Logan Paul, speaking to her Jogan army. Next up, we have a, another clip uh, that was cut for time, uh, but um, it was not cut for quality. Uh, this is a uh, monologue from uh, Connie Britton uh, playing the uh, love interest of uh, Dylan and uh, Colton, 
when she is uh, breaking breaking their hearts. Uh, so let's go ahead and hear a little bit of this clip. Y'all, uh, thank you so much for meeting me here by the uh, the cacti. Um, I just wanted to I wanted to thank both y'all for you know being brat young men uh, and you know really opening my eyes for what it's like to date a twin. Okay. Y'all have been such a lot in my life, in a lot of ways. Uh, Dylan, when we, you know, fed those leaves to that snake, and, you know, Colton, when we, when we held hands jumping on a trampoline on our first date, I mean, that was, that was something I'd never done before, and I thank you for that. Uh, we've had so many memories. Uh, you know, Dylan, there was also that time where you, you took that little ladybug and you ran it down my leg, and you said, I don't know what that is, and I was like, I do, and turns out it was it was you all along you were you were pretending to be the ladybug and I saw it I saw it because you were such a good actor and you know I, I think that I think that you are a, a bright young man like I said and Colton again also a bright young man it, it pains me to have to do this to both of you but y'all you don't go down on women and I'm not sure if that's a twin thing I'm not sure if that's um, a Colton and Dylan thing but you need to start and that's why I'm going to have to break up with the two of you. And I, I respect you both for letting me date both of you at the same time. That was very open-minded of both of y'all. But I'm going to have to end this here right now because you need to eat pussy. Thank y'all. And I, I wish y'all the best. God bless. And so that was a little clip from uh, Connie Britton, <sighs> uh, Breaking Hearts and Taking Names, uh, yeah. at Dylan and Colton. And uh, it was a real shame... Um, to see these two young men get their hearts broken. It was a shame to see them get their hearts broken. That was the sad part about it. Um, but I wish we had sad to learn that two bright young men still don't know that they have to go down on women. Yeah, they have to, uh, it's a requirement and they haven't passed that part of the test of adulthood yet. Crazy that they can pass a paramedic test and a firefighter test, but they can't pass the feminism test. Can't do it. Um, and, uh, I have a feeling that this might be something we'll be seeing again. Uh, if we keep hearing about their romantic lives, uh, they're going to have to jump over that hurdle if they wanted to go anywhere. Frankly. Yeah. They got to learn to eat box. Yeah. And if you would like to uh, eat uh, tacos or a sourdough Jack out of a box, uh, go ahead and pull up through the drive through of Jack in the box and use offer code eat outside the box. You can just go ahead and say that out loud uh, to the person taking your order and they'll uh, honor it and they will honor it and they will let you order a taco and a sourdough Jack. Uh, so yeah, um, tell them we sent you. Yep. And that's just going to, just about do it for uh, this segment, uh, Cut for Time. Uh, thankfully, we didn't have to cut this segment for time, and you got to enjoy these clips from the show. I think it would have been nice if they had had them in, but I also understand the director's decision to cut them and the editor's decision to cut them. I think they left the most important parts in, and these monologues ultimately uh, would have overshadowed or undershadowed or paled in comparison to um, the real action that we got to see. Yeah, absolutely. So let's um, wrap it up. <laughs> Let's go ahead and uh, get to our uh, penultimate segment, um, which is uh, one of Sarah's favorites. That's right. It's time for the rescue report. So it's time for the rescue report. As we know, one child died brutally in the beginning of this episode. And uh, another one where it seems like there weren't a ton of potential casualties, but let's count them up anyway. Uh who were all the people who were rescued this episode? I would say uh, the panda obviously was rescued. We didn't kill the panda after the brutal campaign to actually uh, put it down. But uh, fortunately, Serena saved the panda's life. Yeah. I mean, there's even suggestion at the end of the episode that the panda was a cop was became a cop. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Um, that's really it. I think that's all for the rescue report. Yeah, I think that's just about it. Um, and of course, there was uh, three more lives that were saved this episode. And that's us.
And uh, that brings us to uh, time to wrap up our episode here um, with our ultimate uh, segment, which is going to be next week on. Yes. Uh, but first, we would like to um, would like to just say thank you, Matilda, for yeah. coming on the episode. Thank you both. We learned so much from you, not only about um, the history with uh, Selena Gomez's acting career, but I think we also learned a few tips and tricks we can take away for our own careers. Yeah, I mean, I think we learned a little something about how to get away with murder. Um, so, you know, and I always try to inspire when I when I talk to anyone. So I think that, you know, thank you for, you know, sharing that with me and letting me know that, you know, I made a difference in your lives today because that's really all I ever hoped for. Yeah. And if you want one of the hats that says um, I poisoned uh, Beth, quotation marks uh, attributed to me, uh, please use the hashtag in quotation marks. I poisoned Beth dash me. That would really mean a lot to me. Um, it's on my Etsy account, uh, and the title is just um, Melinda Jones is Innocent. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> it's, it's so nice it's of you to, was, it's so nice Matilda to Jones is dedicate your profile <laughs> yes. to Matil- Melinda Jones. Well, Matilda, um, <laughs> Matilda Jones was taken, uh, to be honest. So I had to go with Melinda Jones uh, for my Etsy account. It so almost that sounds is- like you're trying to hide that it's your real name because um, you killed her. I wouldn't say so. Uh, Honestly, I went to sign on to Etsy, make my account, wanted to make some hats, some shirts. I also sell gloves. Um, I wanted to, you know, just really give my art to the people because, you know, what better is, is uh, you know, theater besides Etsy? That didn't make sense. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I swear I'm, I'm innocent and so is Melinda. Uh, you are and sweating I'm- through that underwear and that Hollywood Hills That's It Academy t-shirt. Yeah, and I'm looking at your Etsy account or Etsy store right here on the computer now, and it looks like that the gloves that you sell are you sell uh, pairs of one leather glove that doesn't quite fit. Yeah, yep. that's they are waterproof, um, spillproof, and um, one leather isotoner glove, glove that doesn't. And it says this this glove won't quite fit. <laughs> uh, is the description for the product? Yeah, you know, I'm gonna leave that up to both of you to figure out why that is. Maybe use it. Yeah, I know. I think we know why it is. Yeah. Clear murder reference. Okay, you seem accusatory. You seem nervous. You seem mean. 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 You see B theater. And if you would like to learn how to do Meisner exercises, you can use. You you can use. Uh, you can use hashtag teach me how to talk at ucbtheater.com. Uh, and UCB will... on Franklin. Yeah, just enter in the hashtag on the website. Just go ahead and go to the website, enter in that hashtag teach me how to talk, um, and uh, make sure that you enter it in the uh, rhythm of uh, teach me how to Dougie. Um, otherwise, that hashtag is not going to work. Um, and uh, get uh, 15% um, more improv. So. That brings us to our, uh, so thank you, Matilda. Yes, thank you, Matilda, Melinda. And, thank you. Um, thank you both, Sarah hope to, be, hope to be seeing you again. Um, I hope so as well. Please uh, feel free to invite me back. I'd be happy to, uh, you know, come back. All so. right, it's our yeah. show. We'll feel free to do what we want. Um, and so thank you for telling us that. Uh, and we'll just go ahead and go to our uh, next week on segment here. <laughs> so it's time for our ultimate segment uh, next week on and uh, you know we'd love to tell you what's happening next week on this episode and we can only it can only be thought of in our wildest dreams because we did not get to see what's next week on Chicago Heroes um, we had kind of I mean I prayers and thoughts encouraged because we had kind of a scary incident um, we as you know we record this from an impound lot in my trailer and um for some reason, uh, there must have been just like some wires crossed or something because uh, somebody started compacting the trailer as we were trying to get to the next on segment. We like we caught the very end and then all of a sudden we just they picked up our trailer with picked- a giant magnet. <laughs> yeah. And they started compacting it and uh, they crushed it in a little bit. And, you know, Ben and I freaked out. and We started screaming like, no, 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 no. There's people in here. There's people in here. Uh, and they just kind of like dropped it back onto the ground which again like kind was of a long crushed fall. to the bottom felt up like a, a little bit fall. yeah it felt like a long fall as uh we're both in full body casts right now um <laughs> recording yeah. this episode <laughs> uh so yeah uh so we didn't get to 
catch next week on. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a great one. I'm sure they're going to top themselves yet again. But uh, unfortunately, we didn't get to see it. And now we're also working from a smaller trailer in yeah. full body cast. The trailer's smaller, and, and they actually did uh, smash our full glass window to see outside. So um, there's a lot of open air. Yeah. A lot of bugs in here coming in. Yeah. So if you want to head to our GoFundMe page and pay for both our medical bills and to get a new um, glass pane in the trailer or maybe even a bigger trailer or maybe even like money for us to move into a home. Yeah. We um, are accepting prayers and thoughts on that GoFundMe page. Um, <laughs> so please do send, send those our way. Yeah. Just well, search our names and GoFundMe. Yeah. This has been a great time. Again, Matilda, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, ben, thank you so much for um, containing yourself in this episode. And uh, we'll see you next week. You're welcome. Smells like courage. Yeah. Well, Matilda, um, <laughs> we are jumping all over each other to get to that joke. <laughs> Uh, I, I gotta say it. Let's take it back, huh? No. That's fine? No. Great.